When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into a special edition of the Auburn Live show, Recruiting Edition. We are talking Commitment Edition. I'm your host, Jeffrey Leasing, Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3, and I'm joined by Mr. Keith Niebuhr and Mr. Cole Pinkston, my two cohorts there at Auburn Live on three recruiting analysts and just, just all around stud, Mr. Keith. You say so. Yeah, 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 I do. And what I say goes. So, <laughs> hey, man, welcome to the show where we're going to talk about a commitment, a big Uh-oh. commitment, really Uh-oh. big commitment. Just uh, just learning today, Friday, that Jeremiah Cobb, four-star running back out of Montgomery Catholic High School, has committed to Auburn. He chose Auburn over Clemson. He chose Auburn over Tennessee. He is the number one running back in the state of Alabama. He is the number seven running back overall in the country. Huge, huge get for Auburn in, in a very needed month of announcements coming up. Auburn got on the board early July the 1st and got this. Keith, how big of a commitment is this for Auburn? Well, it's huge. I mean, look at how many Auburn, how many commitments, excuse me, Auburn has before today and how many it has now with Jeremiah Cobb on board. At three now began the day with two. I mean, this is July 1st. I mean, this is unheard of to have this few commits this late in the cycle. And the last one was Terrence Love on April 10th. Uh, Before that, you got to go back to January 1st when Braden Joyner, uh, the offensive lineman, I should point out, Terrence Love's a safety, four-star safety. Braden Joyner, the three-star offensive guard slash center, committed on January 1st. I mean, it's been a while, and, and that drought has just gotten fans nervous. It's gotten, I think, staff inside the building at Auburn headquarters. I don't know about, I don't know what the right word is, whether it's concerned or not, but believe me, they're tired of hearing about it all the time. So they like that. And then also, look, he's really good. And Jeff, you and I have talked about this a lot, more than the ranking. I mean, a lot of guys – have good rankings, but who did you beat and who did you beat to land? Exactly. Yeah, that's even more important. And yeah. so for the yeah. first time in this cycle, and I love Braden Joyner. He probably is a four-star talent. Uh, maybe, maybe the body, uh, his height is probably keeping people from having him ranked higher. Terrence Love is a four-star, but Auburn beat out Clemson, which is really still, uh, again, another cycle where Clemson's recruiting at an extremely high level. And who did you beat to get guys? And it used to be Auburn would be, uh, you know, guys like uh, or schools like Georgia for people and and Alabama for people, you know, Owen Popo, Carrion Johnson, Derek Brown, uh, Marlon Davidson, people like that, Trey Williams, Carl Lawson, Montrevious Adams, Big Cat Bryant. And we stopped seeing some of those big wins in the last few years. I mean, they just they just went away all of a sudden. And I don't want to I'm not knocking programs. I'm just throwing names out. But all of a sudden, Auburn wasn't beating. Uh, the Alabamas and Georgias and Clemsons for too many people. Hey, Colby wouldn't beat out Clemson for, I should point out a few years ago, but, but those became less frequent. And so that's significant, especially he beat Clemson uh, recruiting an extremely high, high level and beat Tennessee 
which is trending upward on the recruiting trail. So for all those reasons, it's big. You know, where does Auburn rank in the recruiting uh, rankings right now for on three? Still not anywhere near the top 50, but it's a start. And so they don't have quantity, but they got quality. They got three good players committed right now. And so, you know, th this was big for so many reasons. It'll quiet people at least for a little while until the next one comes. But yeah, the bottom line is he's a really good player at a position of need and he can help your program. So it's big for so many reasons. And then in the state of Alabama, Auburn's not exactly crushing it numbers-wise this cycle. So now you've got two committed out of the top 25 in the state of Alabama, and you're leading four. And I should point out that uh, Jeremiah is ranked uh, 15th in the state of Alabama. And you also lead for another top 15 recruit, uh, wide receiver Carmelo English. So, you know, hopefully for Auburn, this is going to get things moving in the right direction. you got Big Cat Weekend coming up last week in July. And, and uh, we'll see, but uh, it's a big one. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned Clemson and Tennessee recruiting at a high level. Right now, Clemson's got the number five class in the on three yeah. consensus team rankings. Tennessee's at number 12 and recruiting extremely high, uh, considering McDonald's closed down shop there a couple of years ago. Uh, so, but not only are they getting – for me, perception-wise, uh, Keith, that's kind of what I was yeah. getting with you is – Auburn needed this. Like you said, there was three months in between each commitment so far. You just finished up a huge month of visits, and you're starting the month of July with, first of all, we we started this week with Carmelo English postponing his announcement. We've ended this week with uh, Keldrick Falk maybe trending elsewhere. So it was big, in my opinion, to get Jeremiah Cobb. I think Cadillac Williams did a fantastic job here, has been doing uh, – has been recruiting this kid for well over a year now, <clears throat> built relationships – and I really closed the deal on the official visit. Cole, not only are they getting a really good kid, uh, Jeremiah is, and a really good recruit, but talk about him as a player, man. I think he had over oh, – I just had his stats pulled up. He had oh, – for his career, three-year total right now, freshman, sophomore, junior, 4,500 rushing yards, 63 touchdowns. Last year as a junior, he had 2,163 yards, 30 touchdowns as a junior. Cole, what's, uh, what's Auburn getting in Jeremiah Cobb? Yeah, you know, he, he's the number one running back in the state of Alabama. And, you know, there's not a lot of running backs in the state of Alabama, like the DB class. But he's a legitimate guy, um, you know, in the southeast region as a, as a running back that just stands out because of his explosiveness, man. He's got a lot of speed, but his acceleration is, is excellent. I mean, that's what pops off the film when you watch him. And uh, I, I, just getting the number one running back in the class uh, from the state of Alabama is such a big deal in itself. And and a guy that you prioritize like they did, and, and like Keith said, beating out uh, Clemson and, and Tennessee, who who had him on the last official visit, so that was big too. Um, but man, you know, I think that he just fits. Uh, he fits what they're doing. Um, I, I talked to his coach last night. His coach thinks he fits. You know, he fits what Auburn's doing in the in the style. He's got great hands out of the backfield. A guy that can do that. Um, you know, he's not afraid of contact, even though he's been a smaller guy most of his career he's added weight this past year um you know up to the 190 range now so uh starting to add weight to that frame and some bulk and uh looking like an sec running back so he's just a guy that continues to blossom continues to grow um that speed again mm. you know i think i think uh he ran under 11 uh on the 100 meter so 10 8 10 9 something in that range so yeah man he's, he's got a lot of speed and that's something that that Auburn is looking for at the running back position, you know, similar to how Jarquez Hunter is. Um, they're similar, but also I think 
I think the vision and, and the zone running ability of of Cobb, you know, can balance out with what Hunter does when when Tank Bigsby moves on. I didn't realize Jeremiah was such a speedster. I mean, we were talking uh, yeah. earlier. Uh, you mentioned Corey Grant was a guy, and and my first thing when I think of Corey Grant is straight line guy. Now, hell, he went on to play in the NFL uh, <laughs> yeah, right. for right. a few years, but I I never looked at Corey Grant as an SEC running back. Uh, Corey Grant, is that right? Yes. Yeah, Corey Grant. Keith yeah. was talking about Cary Grant earlier, so he's got me all messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, so Grant average, they say. Yeah. But we we know that Cadillac and these guys they love that top end speed. I think that's what held them off from uh, offering Justin Williams. Um, until late last year. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really have that breakaway SEC speed that they were looking for, at least for what they're looking for in a running back. So, Jeremiah Cobb, you're telling me this cat can fly. Yeah, well, uh, uh, more than anything, his acceleration is okay. just the burst, right? It's it's not so much the long speed, which obviously he tested well on, on the 100 meter, but, you know, uh, it's it's the it's the way he bursts through the hole. It's the way that he um, runs by people so so often. And has that extra gear. I think that's what they really like about him. You think he's a guy who is could pl- play a, a Jarquez Hunter role as a freshman, or you think he's still a year or two away from from really getting in there? And you know, uh, I would have said that because uh, watching him as a junior, he was a smaller guy, and, and he's still not. You know, he's not a bigger back. He's going to be one of your. Uh, he's going to be a mid small size running back in the SEC, but. He has put on some bulk since I've seen him last. When he was at Auburn, you know, when he was on his official visit, we saw him, and and he's, you know, he's pumped up a little bit. So that helps a lot. I mean, sometimes it's not talent that holds you back from playing. It's it's getting in the weight room and and getting that right. So he's he looks like he's starting to progress on on that side of things. And uh, you know, that that summer, if he can make, I don't, we haven't talked about if he's an early enrollee or not, but uh, either way. He's going to go through the workout program in the summer, you know, before he gets going at Auburn, and and that will only boost that. And I think he'll have a role in the year one. Really, I think for, he can. For some I mean, reason, he's going to have to have he's going to have to have a role in year one. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin, and you know we have, we don't know what Damari Austin's going to do yet. Sean Jackson, who just earned the scholarship as a walk on, stud. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they have a few, but but you, they don't really have a guy that fits what he does, and that's, you know, that Corey Grant was the was kind of the jet sweep guy for Gus yeah. Malzahn, and that's what they did with him. And I don't know if they're going to do anything similar to that, but he could be a guy that they throw it to out of the backfield, like Sean Shivers last year. Um, you know, just thinking of different roles that are out there for the taking. Does, does he have more shake than Corey did? Interestingly, no. He he is not a shake guy. He's not a he's not a double move kind of guy. He's okay. a I'm gonna try to run by you or run over you kind of guy. Okay. Now he's a one cut guy, very good at, at making that one cut, sticking his foot in the ground and getting upfield. Um, but yeah, he's not a big juker. No no wasted motion really with him. He, he he's kind of a and I and I criticized him a little bit on that. I said, you know, he could add some some moves to his skill set. But um as of right now, yeah, he's He's a uh, straight line guy who runs by people. Look, you know, looking at his stats from last year, according to Max Preps, at least uh, talking about catching the ball out of the backfield, he had uh, 24 receptions last year, 561 yards, eight touchdowns. Hell, he had he averaged uh, 23 yards a freaking pop. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, I mean, it's, go ahead, Keith. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes when a guy can catch the ball out of the backfield, it's not that he will do it a lot. Because who, I mean, not many teams throw to the running right. backs a ton. But it's the threat that keeps the defense thinking about it. You know what I mean? So right. if he right. can give you that ability, I mean, there's certain guys you knew at Auburn were not going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. And then other guys mm-hmm. that do, you, you've got to kind of account for them at all times. And maybe he can be that guy too. I, oh, do you think well, he could be an every down back type or, or, or not? For, what you're saying, Keith, too, for example, you know, um, Sean Jackson's probably not the guy you're going to throw it to a lot out of the backfield. Um, Tank Bigsby is that guy. They want to do that with Hunter too. Uh, Cobb is just – he's got the explosion that maybe um, – I wouldn't say that Tank doesn't have it. I wouldn't say that Hunter doesn't have it, but it's it's a different kind of running style because he's a one-cut and he's a good – he's got great vision, right? And that's something that can re- be really good in the zone running game, and you that's know, what they're trying to do. I don't know – I don't claim to be an, an analyst or understand the game much, but I'll, I'll give you my amateur opinion on, on, on running backs in the passing game. In my opinion, the most important thing you better be able to do as a running back in the passing game is pick up a – a blitzer. Uh, it, it, Thank, it, you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying it, that. It better be able to block. I agree. That's a big deal. A there, massive deal. There were some running backs, and I can't remember who, I probably don't want to mention them, but, you know, Gus would take them out because they couldn't pass block. You, you could read who they had in in the, in the formation and know kind of what they were going to do, if they were going to run the football or if they were going to pass the football. So, well, that's, uh, And that's a problem because if a guy, if you, mm-hmm. if you know a guy is a great blocker, but that's that's kind of the best thing he does. Well, when they bring him in, you know what they're going to do. And, and, you know, so that's, that's an issue. You actually made me think of that, Keith, when you said it's the threat of having him in there, you know, yeah. being able to th- throw to him at least maybe makes that linebacker a little bit more honest when he's thinking about yeah. Ricky Kamikaze blitzing on sure. that ass. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Uh, well, I, th- I think this was huge all around for Auburn, not just a perception wise. I think this kid can play football. Keith uh, Coles, confirmed it i mean this is a big commitment all around for auburn guys what do you think uh keith what are you looking at next for auburn they've added they've added their running back are you keeping up are you looking ahead to you know what brock glenn's gonna do are you gonna yeah yeah definitely looking at that i mean that's the you know that's the four star the the soon to be four star quarterback from memphis but you know carmelo english was going to announce on saturday and he's he's delayed that so i'm I'm actually following that closely too trying to figure out okay when is when is he now going to announce? Because I think the three of us all still think Auburn probably is in the driver's seat. Probably. Probably. Um, you know, if our information's accurate. And, uh, you know, that. so that's a guy I'm watching. Keldrick Falk is going to announce on July 5th. Uh, edge rusher from Highland Home. I, I think he's going to grow into just a straight defensive end. But, you know, even at three commitments, I mean, they're still, <laughs> they still got like 27 spots to fill. I mean, it's going to be. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's it's fascinating right now because they just don't have a lot of commitments, and and we're trying to figure out who they who they one lead for, uh, then two, uh, you know, who are guys they have legitimate shots with, and then could there be some emerging guys, and and which kids are they tr- going to be trying to flip? So there's all kinds of things going on, but I would say Carmelo English and Brock Glenn and Keldrick Fock obviously 
right. are the three I'm watching. And then, you know, Jakeem Jackson on defense, the, the uh, four-star cornerback from Kissimmee Osceola, cousin of Deshaun yep. Bell. Uh, that one we're keeping a close eye on. I think he's going to announce, uh, I think it's July 28th. So we'll see how that goes. He, he, is Lewis Carter, is he a July guy? We were talking I, about you know, Maybe. I don't okay. think he's got a date set. He definitely wants to do it before the season. That's the four-star linebacker from Tampa Catholic, uh, you know, coached by uh, Jairus McIntyre, former Auburn receiver. And then his linebacker's coach. Guys, I'm going to butcher the name. Is it is it Dontarius Thomas? DT. Yeah. Don yeah. Terrius, yeah. It's a great Auburn linebacker. It's his linebacker's coach, too. But they're not forcing Auburn down his throat. But Auburn, Oklahoma, North Carolina, same three teams. It's UCF, been too. They can't count out UCF. That's right. That's right. But, I, uh, you know, I feel like Auburn's got a shot. But, again, you know, we started talking about this. Uh, I can't remember whether I was talking to you, Jeff, or Cole. But, you know, how many guys does Auburn truly lead for right now? And, you know, again, this is a good day. We're not trying to be negative Nancy's here. This is a good day for Auburn. But, you know, Auburn's got a lot of work ahead. But, again, things like this help. Hey, hey, guys, uh, forget about all the negative chatter out there, all the negative recruiting, all the hurdles. This guy picked Auburn uh, when he had a chance to go to Clemson or Tennessee. So you should, too. I think that's going to be an eye-opener for other recruits. And then you got Big Cat Weekend coming the last weekend in July. And so it's a chance for Auburn – to really start putting the foot on the gas, getting some momentum. Uh, now, momentum comes in different shapes and forms, but I think this could be an eye-opener for other recruits. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that, uh, again, picked Auburn over Clemson. Hey, why? Well, let me do some research. I want to find out You know, if you're yep. a recruit. So, yes, right. I think it could help. Now, we I don't know. We've been wrong before. This has been a mystifying cycle already, and we're only on July 1st. <laughs> you guys are nodding. I mean, it's like it's this hard-piecing info together, and it changes so quick. And again, I'm going on and on, but Jeff, just a couple weeks ago, we both were convinced that Auburn was going to take Anthony James and land Anthony James. And Cole, you were too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave you out there. No, and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. the information changed. You know, one day it looked like Auburn was ready to take him and wanted him, and the next day they didn't. So things are shifting really fast right now. Uh, every day it seems like. it's It's been a roller coaster and uh, mixed emotions. And, you know, I guess for us that, you know, who see it from a from a different angle it's it's difficult a little bit more difficult when you really don't know what to expect you know just yeah. three or four weeks ago keith cole jay head and i you know i've got all these guys that auburn's leading for and you either it's either anticlimactic that they're, they're going to wait until the to see what the season's going to hold uh, they take other visits other players get involved it's been a roller coaster and i think big cat to me finishing out the summer i mm-hmm. want to see who's going to show up I want to see what Jeremiah Cobb, if he takes an active role in recruiting. He's a pretty well-respected guy throughout the state, and I'm, I'm guessing Southeast as well. See what, see, see how much uh, validity or you know his, his commitment holds. See if that can get some things going for Auburn on the offensive side, where you've got Carmelo English, who's right down the street from from Jeremiah Cobb. If uh, if if Brock Glenn. What he what he does coming back? From don't the don't you guys think? Sorry, Jeff. Don't you guys think that Brock Glenn of all the guys? I mean, we all feel like they're getting Carmelo English, and they may or may not get Keldrick Falk at this point. It could go either way. But uh, with Florida, Florida State, and Clemson also involved, but Brock Glenn would really be an incredible eye opener. You know, you hold yeah. off. You would be if you land him. You'd be holding right. off Ohio State. You'd be holding off FSU, and I know FSU. It's not the same old FSU, but they're they're starting to get their act together a little bit on the recruiting trail. Uh, and then you'd be holding off LSU and maybe some others. I mean, there's there's some real chatter back behind the scenes that Georgia is mm-hmm. very interested in in him too. And remember, who one of Georgia's 
offensive analysts is Michael Bobo. And, <laughs> and Michael, I'm going to call Mike Bobo, was uh, at Auburn last summer when Brock Lynn made his first appearance at an Auburn camp, and, and he watched him very closely. So that one could really – if Auburn can – and by the way, we should point out that he's supposedly going to try to have a decision in the next few weeks. He's hoping once the Elite 11 finals are over, or I guess they're, they're over now, but uh, he's going to do some Zoom calls with LSU, learn as much as he can about LSU, and then, and then you know, go from there. But if Auburn can – can hold off those teams and and land Brock Lynn at the quarterback position again. I think that'd be another huge step. It would. And yeah. You talk- yeah. And just getting your quarterback too. Obvious. Yeah. Always I mean, the obvious. But- Brock Lynn. Um, I'm trying to think what you're talking about getting the ball rolling on the offensive side. That th- then you're going to open up some things with wide receivers. Carmelo English is oh. not going to post an. Uh, postponing stuff you're gonna you're opening some eyes with jeremiah cobb but you're really are you're cracking the door with him starting to push it open with brock glenn if he comes on the heels of jeremiah cobb then you're really kind of busting the door open and saying hey this class has a chance to well, be then, and then you hope the offensive linemen follow because Shoot. man it's been a long it's been about a five-year drought there yeah i mean it's unbelievable really when you think about yeah, it it is it is very unbelievable well, you know, I, I just have I covering Auburn so long. Jeff, I know you feel the same way. And Cole, I know you have followed the program for decades, too. It's uh, this is un Auburn like what they've done in uh, offensive line recruiting the last yeah. few years. And we, we all have high expectations, just as the fans do for for Auburn. You know, why, you know, can they attract those elite offensive linemen? And but if you can get that four star quarterback and that four star running back and that four star receiver, Maybe that uh, that clears the path. It, it erases some of the doubt and some of the negativity that's out there that the coaching staff's having a battle against right now. Lots to come. Lots coming up. The month of July is just now getting started. Several more decisions are going to be made. Probably going to have some uh, pop up on on some commitments. I mean, uh, announcements. Rockwood's McEldery <laughs> is still. I almost got it wrong. Yeah, though. it's close. You're good. Uh, You're good. You know, he could have a final decision. There's a several guys that have mentioned um, that they could have a decision in July or at least iron it out. So this is just the start of what we expect to be a continuing of a roller coaster year right now with who knows what. But Auburn's got Big Cat Weekend coming up at the end of the month. I think that's going to be big. Um, but getting 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 Jeremiah Cobb on board today, huge, very huge. Yeah. And uh, – Got a, got a uh, tip cap to Cadillac Williams, those guys, for getting him in over Clemson and Tennessee. Guys, we're going to end it there, man, but uh, ho- hopefully we'll be back again to talk another commitment soon. Yeah. That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Keith, you, you, you're out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're stating – we, we're stating the obvious a lot here. It's just I, just I just can't believe they're only at commitment number three on July 1st. That said – Yeah. You know that said, this is uh, this is hugely important, and and let's we're all keeping our fingers crossed that it that it creates some energy and excitement because this isn't as fun a job to do when the commitments aren't rolling in. You know, and we want people to be happy on the message boards. Well, Not when, it, when it, each other all day, you know, when it's hard for me to pick a dingleberry of the week because everything everybody complained yeah. about was kind of justified. Yeah, kind of it seemed okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. the funny thing is, you know. We come in and we put on a positive. I know I'm going on on this. Will be my last comment. We always put on a positive, fa- or a, a, you know, we always present both sides. You know, so if somebody's angry, we say, "Hey, look, well, here's why Auburn feels optimistic about certain things." But the truth is, when we have private conversations, you guys know 
I'm always like, oh my God, are they going to get anybody? What's going on? I mean, I'm the most <laughs> negative person there is. I just, uh, I don't always portray that on the boards, but anyway. Uh, anyway. He, he ain't lying, folks. <laughs> no, no, that's about right. But again, uh, justified for the most part. Oh, me. All right, folks, let's uh, let's wrap it up, man. Big get. Congrats, Auburn fans. Hope you enjoy it, man. Let's, let's see if uh, things get going. If uh, if not, we'll let you know. Either way, we're, we're going to have it. Hey, if you're not a member of, of, of Auburn Live on three, man, you really should be. As of now, I think the special is still going. Somebody forgot to turn it off. It's $1 for a whole freaking year. <laughs> Go to Auburn Live on three. Join $1 for a year. Get all the stuff. Cole, Keith, myself, Hope. Hey, Zach McKinnell, our producer back there in the back, man. He just keeps churning out these shows. Hey, we appreciate him. Yep. Uh, but anyway, hey, thanks again for listening, everybody. Go check out Auburn Live on 3. We've got tons of coverage of Jeremiah Cobb today and uh, and things looking ahead. For Keith, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey, man. See you.